Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Are you looking at solar energy power generation? Well... MTE offers a free consultation with an energy expert and has an entire library of educational resources. Learn more at mte.com slash prosolar. We're catching up with uh, Rutherford County School Board Chairman Tammy Sharp and um, a lot going on. You're thinking, how's there a lot going on? School's out. Uh, That doesn't mean that uh, there aren't things going on for uh, the next year and planning and also a look back at the uh, previous year we had. So that's kind of where we're going to be today, Tammy. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, going to be a very informative program here, I think, today as uh, we we look back. uh, The fiscal year, I guess, draws to a close, what, January or, or July or June 30th? Mo- Monday. Monday? Yeah, 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 Monday they're going to sign the final budget yeah. at 9 o'clock. So everybody's kind of excited about that. There's still some discussion with the county commissioners and everything. I'm, uh, we had a school board meeting last night, so I didn't get to attend that meeting. But um, as far as the school system is concerned, we're, we're finished with our budget. And that means... Um what the additions i guess are approved in that particular fiscal year budget for next year yes okay and and maybe uh, i think dr sullivan told me last night uh or told everyone last night that um there may have been some money in there for a school at um the um Beatty property oh the, uh, so, in the so that area. may have included that may have included that and i'll sign the i signed the paperwork last night to uh for the closing for the Beatty property so uh it's almost finished so we're, we're, we've got some more property and we got a great area now we just have to fund that school yeah so. and there's really no um certain plans on what type of school that would be whether it's elementary middle or high school or anything like that yet not yet we have the board has not decided there has been some discussions but we have not 100 percent voted and decided exactly what we're going to put there mm-hmm. so I, I i did um i believe it was dr sullivan i, I don't want to put words in his mouth on this program uh once before saying you know we have this opportunity to to look at the schools you know whether it's a a k-5 a six through eight middle school or a high school nine through twelve or maybe it's a six through twelve school or something like that uh yeah comprehensive school we we need all of the above we need all (laughs) of the above and um i know that there's been some other property that has brought forth i don't think the board has seen it um and look anybody out there listen if y'all have any property in the smyrna especially laverne we really need another high school in laverne um anywhere in the county we we need you to bring bring it forward to us uh we would love to continue to do the three campuses but the the land is just not available anymore to do that yeah um so we're at the point where we're really taking the best of what's out there what is what is a minimum acreage to just build a campus i guess it's different for each school um it's over i think it's about 125 acres so you know and it just depends if there's uh any um wetlands on there or if we do a step system or if we're, we're hooked into the city mm-hmm. uh, sewer so, and water so that so, many acres for um, an elementary school that or? would be for uh, like a three campus school like oh, okay, uh, like, okay. Um, stewart's creek yes yeah. stewart's creek so 35 would probably be a, like a minimum 35 or 40 somewhere around there depending on what is on that property yeah i would say that it's hard to find 100 plus acres <laughs> oh it absolutely is we know of some and we're trying to bend some ears on them but uh they're not budging yet so <laughs> <laughs> well I, I know that that it, 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 there's always a look 
ahead so much so that sometimes we lose focus on you know the successes that we have had and and I know you kind of wanted to touch on some of those this year and uh, it it was a big year of change uh, in Rutherford County Schools including uh, the salary study that means more more money for teachers and educators right our teachers received a five percent raise and everyone got a raise across the board we did some alignment as far as departments and um, job titles and everything we we really brought it from probably the 1980s up to the 21st century uh and we last night we voted on some more job titles but um you know i since i've been on the board we've given our teachers really good raises and we want to do that because that that goes a long way in retaining them and we want to pay them for their experience and we want them to stay so um we also did uh, the uh, zoning study and the uh, enrollment analysis. I think we talked about the enrollment analysis before that we're expecting 7,000 more students uh, between now and 2026. I suspect it'll be closer to uh, 10,000 by the time 26 is here because we did not see a downturn in enrollments on the north end of the uh county uh throughout the school so usually in um when labor day rolls around they east and west coast thinks we don't go to school until the end (laughs) so they come in and they start enrolling but so we usually have a drop off right after that a couple weeks after that but we have continuously seen enrollment sometimes one an average one to two a day on the north end of the county so that would be stewart's creek elementary and roy waldron so on the east and the west side of 24 coming from davidson county so they're still they're still coming in they're still coming and those are kids who maybe started the year in Davidson County and, and transferred and moved? They did, yeah, and they finished up. And the lucky thing for us when they do that is um, because we get funding from the state, and it's basically who's there at the last day. Mm. So we it's not in arrears sort of like it was before when we, you know, We'd have to wait till the next year to get the the extra money. So it's not an uh, you know a school enrollment um, in September. You wait until the end of the school year and whatever that total is, whatever that date is. Yes. So, so, so you, Davidson County lost that money in this case, and Rutherford County gained that. Right. So, but, which is right because if the if the student's not there, and it, it, that falls in line more with the TISA funding that yeah. we the new funding that we have that just follows the child. So if the student leaves you know uh stewart's creek and goes to uh eagleville or something like that that money's going to follow that child to that school so stewart's creek no longer really needs that money for that and and there's a lot of arguments back and forth on well but they still got brick and mortar and things like that but um i I think that funding it may be a a little fairer to our students because uh it will give bumps for students who have uh english language learning uh, may have uh, 504 or sped or something like that so i think there's up to five different categories in the weighted category that, mm-hmm. that they can get bumps for now for, what is 504? for students uh, 504 like my son had a 504 because his handwriting was horrendous oh, okay. and um, they allowed him to do his homework on um, an ipad so it's just sort of a formal exception to what they're doing and it could, and it be, could a, be a wide range it, of it things, could be so. a wide okay. wide range of things i mean something very simple like that to something extensive like that would go in with an iep and individualized education plan mm-hmm. so um you know it's 
I, I know we got more more funding this year because of TISA, and I think that that's going to help us with our SPED and our special needs and our ESL. Uh, we've talked about before our um, English Second Language, our ELL, English Language Learners. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of acronyms, uh, but um, that's going to go a long way with us helping them assimilate into the school, which helps them learn better and faster, and it also helps our district as far as their grades. So uh, it could roll into extra money for us in the long run if our scores are good. Yeah, uh, Tammy Sharp is with us, Rutherford County School Board Chair, and um, you you mentioned uh, you know Waldron and Stewart's Creek Elementary and and the additions there and. You just have to think, though, if they were adding like one a day, whatever their capacity was, you know, they added so many students. And yes, the funding follows, but you've got to have a place for that child to, to sit in a classroom, too. So that's a challenge. Well, and that's the thing, because we, we get funding from different places, the feds, the, the state, and then we get local funding. So when we get funds from the state, that doesn't fund our brick and mortar. That's on the locals that's on a county level so um you know everybody says oh you get so much money but you know anymore uh our our building and our impact fees that we have here in the county fifteen hundred dollars or i think it's 750 per apartment that's not i mean we're not we're we're in the hole every time we get a student here as far as brick and mortar so we may have money for operations but we got to have a seat for them as well i mean there's even just trying to get your mind around a way to catch up with the growth with buildings it's it's just mind-blowing the process and the years of planning that it takes just to get one off the ground i mean how long have we been on this baby farm it's been a long time it seems like forever i think it's been over a year because i think the the previous board before the election of august of last year right we started with that by Uh, the time there's ground broken on that property it's going to be and so we're almost we're almost up to another election in august of next year but um i know that there was some consternation um with my support for charter schools but one of the reasons was clearly financial because the charter schools they are public schools they are free schools but those charter schools who come in here and that are authorized underneath rutherford county schools we receive their grades but they're responsible for the brick and mortar they're responsible for the property so that uh, that up front we don't have to pay for now they're going to like tisa they'll if our student li- if our student leaves and goes to a charter school that money's going to follow them but we're the counties the taxpayers are not on the hook for the brick and mortar or the property that they build so um just to dig down into that just a a, a little bit more um it would take several charter schools to even put a, a dent in the population it would seem to me but it every little bit helps yeah, i guess I, it's not it's not um you know it's not a one pill uh cure they're not uh, going to have a you know three thousand student campus no because i think the most probably they'll have the three that are approved for rutherford county will probably be about 1200 once they're totally built out all three all three Mm. um each each school Mm -hmm. so uh they'll they usually start k through five and then they build a school uh school grade every year so and so however long that takes um i understand springs that was under uh, authorized under rutherford county has like an 800 student wait list right now and that's going in right down the street from rocky fork at enon springs and on nashville highway so we don't know how that's going to roll out because they won't start until August of next year. All three that have been authorized 
are supposed to open in August of 24. So anyway, you kind of look at it, even with the annexes at Laverne, excuse me, at Smyrna, um, Oakland and Riverdale and the charter schools, it's going to be 24, 25, really before there's any kind of relief with that. And yet we're still adding, you know, a student Seven, a day in the yeah, north end of yeah, the county at yeah, least. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's a lot. And, and we're working on some things to try to shorten that uh, period of shorten that cycle of, you know, talking to the architects and getting things built and everything. So we're trying to get ahead and shorten that cycle so we can. Um, I, I'm not sure what magic happened with uh, Plainview, but Plainview was purchased and built within a year. And Plainview was a um, COVID school. It was it was built during COVID. Mm. So they literally broke ground on that and built it within one calendar year. And it's usually about 16 to 24 months. So I, I, I want to bring up something because you talk about building and adding students and, and just the whole mass of it all that you have to, to think about. But the last time you were on, and you mentioned it before we went on the air again, uh, the, just the sheer number of the thousands of students that will will be in the school system in the next short period of time. Would you mind sharing that again? Because I think sure. hopefully that can get our perspective around right. the, the huge issue that we have. And it is. And, you know, the thing is... I, I, I'm in this, I breathe, eat and breathe this every day. So I see in the neighborhoods where the apartments are going up and where the condos and where, you know, the new um, neighborhoods are coming. And I'm like, oh, here comes another 300 students. Literally, there was just an article in the DNJ yesterday about uh, right down the street, the new uh complex that they want to put in keystone project it's the new project and so you're, we can walk down there you're so, standing in that area yeah right? <laughs> yeah so um i looked i scrolled down and they said uh between the two condos and apartments 330 uh units so that really we we do uh we calculate 1.3 or 1.5 so that's another you know any way you look at it almost four or five hundred students just out of that area and you know what so we that's half of the, of the population of what you would build an elementary school right for. exactly <laughs> so um we this board did a, um, a study from rsp and it was a zoning study that they just finished we have not um talked about publicly they've just finished and, and that's coming so look for something uh, on that in august um but the um facility study and enrollment study they came and stayed for an entire month and they went through every single one of our buildings and they they calculated the square footage there's a lot of data there it's data rich it's it's more than we than most people need but they say that we're going to have seven thousand more students between now and 2026 the year school year of 2026 that's three years right yes roughly <laughs> roughly um and i i really think it's going to be more because people are just moving here and the crazy thing about that is the state of tennessee uh the department of education is coming up a very similar number so you've got two different agencies who are not related um who maybe draw their information from different sources that are coming up with similar numbers so um it's a lot. It's a lot. And what people don't understand, um, just to go into why we have to build more schools, um, overcrowding is an issue. It leads to behavior issues. Um, and it also restricts learning. And at some point, the federal government could come in 
I don't want to say their name. I don't, <laughs> but they could come in because things are overcrowded and they could either start taking over school or they start pulling back funds. Um, we don't want to get anywhere near that point, but that's one of the reasons that we're really, really concerned. And, you know, in our larger schools, we need to relieve that pressure because it's hard on our administration. It's hard, you know, you have Rockville who maybe has two, um, resource officers uh sometimes we need more because Mm. we have so many kids and the complexes are so large you just cannot physically cover that area with one or two sros so um we are kind of looking at the kind of the general consensus of the board is to go to a smaller model that may mean we need to build one more uh, one additional school but um it's easier on the staff and the behavioral problems we, we are, we're finding are fewer. And um, probably what we're going to look at is maybe doing more of some alternative schools so we can address those issues maybe a little bit earlier. And um, by the time they get to high school and everything, that that will kind of even out a little bit. Well, I know that, you know, classroom space and a, and a desk for a child is, is hard to come by. But there are some schools that, you know, maybe have a population of uh, that have a few open seats and that kind of thing, and uh, we're just going to kind of go from seven thousand in the next three years to you've got to make you've got to utilize all of those classrooms and those desks for children uh, with the utmost um, uh, maximize that opportunity. So that may mean some things happening in the fall <laughs> like maybe yes we yeah. are we are looking at zoning Lo- zoning is the last absolutely last thing that we want to do but right now we're look we have 140 150 portables across our district and um i'm not sure how much they were when we started buying them back when we first needed the portables but they're over a hundred thousand dollars so they're roughly a hundred let's just say $125,000 a piece by the time you get it set down strapped in because it's it's very much like a trailer you have to have it seated and then you have to have the electricity ran to it and all that hookup but so, you're gonna you're gonna lose the longevity of that versus a brick and mortar because right. after a certain amount of years it's not going to be reusable right. and, really. and, and and god bless Trey Lee I mean he's he's rehabbed and fixed and repaired <laughs> and patched and skinned um you know is is many times as he can but if if you have a portable that's there and we deploy it to another school because they no longer need it at that school just moving it puts wear and tear on it sure just moving it is worse probably than having 30 students in that classroom so you know there's all other kind of issues that play into that and and you know we're we're trying to get rid of the portables we would love to get rid of the portables but we're just at a point um where we can't get funding fast enough to build fast enough to cover the seats it, it is it is uh, it's a huge challenge obviously um and, and i know that we kind of went right on into the challenges that are ahead <laughs> but we do want to make sure that uh you know we recognize the successes in the first year and uh it was dr sullivan's you know first year at yes. the helm and, and uh, mine as well yeah that's true and uh so you know congratulations on uh, on a great first year a lot has has been accomplished and 
Um, I got a few seconds here. The, uh, the 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 schools once the new budget is in place, do you expect ground to be broken on the the additions at Riverdale and Oakland and Smyrna sometime soon? So I was just at Smyrna yesterday, and ground is moving. The oh. earth is moving at Smyrna. Um, we spoke a little bit about it last night in general discussion. I spoke with Claire and um, Caleb. Um, n- nothing has been done there yet, but I had received uh, a video from Dr. Sutherland at Smyrna High School and she said it's happening so I went by there yesterday and started raining so I really didn't get a lot of good video but they have already started clearing that parking lot out and so they'll move those portables out and then they'll they'll build in that space so uh, Smyrna you know it's uh, the stars have a line for Smyrna because I have to give a shout out if it's okay to Smyrna Ready Mix and Dow Smith because they just signed a deal with Smyrna High School for a 4.5 million dollar facility at Smyrna High School. So, and it's 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 um, sports related. Uh, you know, last year Smyrna Ready Mix donated right at a million dollars for the turf field. Right. So uh, they have been wonderful to our school system. Uh, it's selfish that you know Dow was my opponent when I first ran, but I'm uh, for many reasons I'm glad that he didn't win because I don't think that he would have been able to do what he's doing had he been on the board. Uh, you know, our school system has benefited from oh, him yeah. as well. Still, still. Um, well, and that so, shows his heart for yes, for the yes. Students. And we're so thankful for them. And um, you know, we're looking for a long. I was just at Smyrna Ready Mix last Friday having lunch with a friend, and uh, I was talking to them all. Don't y'all want an internship? Don't y'all let's see what we can do with the school. So, <laughs> uh, you know, anywhere I go, we're trying to find some kind of CTO program. Uh, Laverne, shout out to Laverne High School. They just hired their first welder program so they're going to have a welding program and uh, i understand from the teacher it's jason bowers there uh he's got a full schedule so a lot of exciting things going on in that i believe that's our first program if not our only welding program i I, don't quote me on that but i think i think that it is and so i'm excited for laverne to get that first well uh some some great things happening uh tammy i always enjoy our time to catch up with whether it's you or any of the other uh, school board members that come by it's uh you know important information that impacts uh, a lot of parents and obviously the kids and uh thanks for coming in to share thank you for having me I, you know i always say i'll talk about it but the time seems like it, it flies does. by so fast and i've got more to talk about <laughs> <laughs> well we'll catch up with uh tammy next time here on rutherford issues